Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geese geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves a good fake-out. Frank, how are you today? I'm good. Gotcha, suckers! Did you guys... We're talking about Star Wars and Marvel. Did you really think we were going to be like, yeah, some Marvel stuff happened, some Star Wars stuff happened. Anyway, we have to go now. Uh, BeerWithGeeks.com. Come on! Come on! We're back. We're back with more, because... We could we we had to devote an entire episode to Marvel and Star Wars. We had to we had to do it. So fake out. We hope some of you fell for it. Um, in fact, be fun. It'd be funny if this one showed up above. So I started listening to this one before the other D twenty three episode. That is true. Don't do that. Go back and listen to the other D twenty three one. There's some good stuff in there. Some nuggets. There is. There's some really good stuff in there. You owe it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, you owe it to America. Or whatever, whatever country, country you you're in. in, yes. Bam. Anyway, Frank, what are you drinking? I am still drinking a ninety plus Cellars Sauvignon uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Because Perfect. Because you know, because it's literally two minutes have passed. Great. It's been a couple and minutes. I that I am still drinking Planet Caravan Berliner style Weiss from the Finch Beer Company in Chicago, Illinois. It is excellent. Boy, isn't it, Frank? Let's get right. Down to business. I was just going to say, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. We're going to talk Marvel. Nice. Not the Captain Sword. Yeah. There was no news to fill. Anyway, let's talk Marvel first uh, because that will take less of our time, I think. There was some, there was some stuff happening. There was some stuff happening with Marvel at D23. First, uh, Kit Harrington of Game of Thrones fame is cast in a Marvel film. Everyone was excited. Oh my goodness. Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. I'm so happy. And who is he? He's the Black Knight. Hilarious. I uh I understand this is very exciting for your people. It is very exciting for my people, Marvel fans and Game of Thrones fans. Yes. Yeah, for actually a few reasons. One, because Kit Harrington's great, and I wanted him to work again, you know, and not be typecast as Jon Snow. And maybe he'll just be typecast as a, a knight figure, but that's okay. Um, so, but uh, he is going to be playing the Black Knight, uh, a.k.a. Dane Whitman, uh, in The Eternals, and The Eternals is also starring Richard Madden, who plays his half-brother, sort of, in Game of Thrones. So they're actually reunited in, under one camera again, which is pretty nice. Very cool. That's exciting. Which is exciting. Do you know anything about the Black Knight, Frank? Um, 
He's exactly your not type of hero. None shall pass. Very good. Very good, Frank. Very good. Not at all. Oh. Um, Though close, though. I mean, same name. Um, The Black Knight is... Uh, the Black Knight is a guy named Dane Whitman, and there's a kind of um, legacy of Black Knights, and they all wield this thing called the Ebony Blade, which is a magic sword, mm. basically. And they go all the way back to King Arthur. So there's always a Black Knight fighting for good and whatever, but the Ebony Blade is evil. Oh. And so it's it can corrupt you and stuff. Um, He's been a bad guy. Black Knight's been a bad guy. He's been an Avenger. Oh, um, so it's been all over the place. This guy, Dane Whitman, is the good version of the Black Knight who has been an Avenger. Okay. The good guy. So, yeah, good guy. So maybe he's our entry point character into the Eternals because the other people in this film are kind of like these godlike-ish beings. You know, they're they're pretty old. You know, there's Rich Madden and Kamel Nagiani and uh, Angelina Jolie and then a few other people. There was a, a woman who was in Captain Marvel who is now going to be in the Eternals playing a different character. But she's not going to be a makeup, so it's fine. It's different. Mm. Yeah, so uh and then they showed some they showed some Eternals costumes, you know, they presented the the cast and they were like, "Bam, here are the costumes." And everyone said, "Uh-huh, yeah, the Eternals. I definitely don't know what that is." Great. I mm-hmm. am not I am not up on my Eternals. I don't I I am not I am not super familiar with the Eternals, but I will say everything looked really really cool. Like I saw them mm-hmm. all out there on stage and it was awesome to see them all all out there. Um Did you see Kumail's tweet I about his costume? Did see Kumail's tweet. Hilarious. Very excited. I, I'm going to be a superhero I'm in purple. So excited that Kumail is involved in this. Like that is so freaking cool to me. Yeah, I mean who would have thought, really? Stand-up comedian, you know, comedian, you know, Kumail Nagiani. Oh, so hilarious. We met him. We, we met, met somebody him. who was in a Marvel movie, Frank, if you really want to think of it that way. I know. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't, I can't speak to anything really about the Eternals. It's not, it's not anything I really know about. I can tell you, I, they're Jack Kirby creation. And I am fairly certain, if I have this right, Jack Kirby left Marvel, went to go work for DC, created the new gods, created a fantastic world with them and some cool characters, but he was a terrible writer, and DC was like, eh, well, I'll smell you later. Right. Okay. And then so he actually went back to Marvel and did the Eternals. Gotcha. Okay. So they are a solely created by Jack Kirby creation, which is pretty cool. You know, the second founding father of Marvel Comics. Absolutely. And purely the name The Eternals just just like rings of Jack Kirby, doesn't it? Does It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they said this at D23, but obviously it's like this is the chronologically the first Marvel movie. Like, obviously, <laughs> they're really old. Sure. I didn't think this took place after Captain America. It's cool. So anyway, we'll see what happens there. Black Panther 2 was announced, coming out May 6, 2022, five years after the release of the first one. That's nuts. I didn't really put the math together there. Yeah, five years Mm -hmm. since the first one. Wow. Five years. In this day and age, that's a very long time for a sequel. Uh, Yep. Granted, that'll be the fifth movie he's been in. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No no doubt. But, But still, purely speaking, that is a sequel to the first one, and it's five years since the first one. 
that's that's unusual to go more than like two or three years uh yeah four at most five is like whoa crazy crazy and then finally uh some black widow footage was shown which is the same footage they showed at comic-con i guess okay but they released they showed that she's wearing two cost she has two costumes one is white so she's looking like white canary from legends of tomorrow uh-huh. Uh and the and the other one is gold, gray and black. So it actually looks extremely old school comic accurate Black Widow, which is really nice because I I I always thought that her outfits never really did her justice. Yeah. Like it never like they were always a little too tactile like in the field they were they never really felt like a superhero she never really felt like a superhero outfit they were more like this... military tactical like there's pockets there's like yeah I, I i totally know what you mean yeah and this makes it this kind of jazzes it up a little mm-hmm. bit so mm-hmm. so it's cool to see that there was a there was a poster release so you can see taskmaster's face you can see red guardian played by oh who's that oh, shoot who's hellboy um david harbour a guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. That's MCU stuff. And then they released a bunch of information about Disney+. Plus. Oh, boy. So the Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiering fall 2020. Uh, there's going to be a new costume for Falcon to reflect that he is Captain America now. But they're not going to call him Captain America, they said. Um, I would assume saving that for the movies, for those who like aren't going to be in on the Disney+. Plus, or it's his journey to becoming Captain America, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, he's got to, he feels like he has to earn it sure. first, which is pretty cool. Daniel Brühl returns as Zemo, uh, which we knew already he will sport his purple mask. Emily Van Camp returns as Sharon Carter. And Wyatt Russell joins the cast as U.S. Agent, which is awesome. That is a character I loved when I was a kid. There was a toy, and he's basically just Captain America in a black outfit <laughs> with some red and white stripes. Well, that's fun. And that's all we knew about him. He said that his name was U.S. Agent, and we thought that was super cool. And I'm jazzed that he is going to be on some form of screen. Is that a, I don't know why. It, does that character originate in like the 80s or 90s? Am I, am I correct in assuming that based 80s. off of his name? Pretty sure it's the 80s. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. about right. Yeah, because if he would originate in the 90s, he'd have bigger shoulder pads and pockets. Right. And he's basically just a different colored Captain America gotcha. costume. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, he does stuff, but I'm I'm excited. U.S. Asian, baby. Um, WandaVision, spring 2021. So we still have some time for the next one. So the first Disney Plus show is fall 2020. And, that, and then, the, so which is almost over a year away. Right. And then right. Marvel Disney Plus. And then... We have to wait until the spring for WandaVision, which I love the name because it's double-edged. It's, it's great. great name. It's the two of them. It's like Wanda and Vision, but it's also her vision of a different reality that she creates because they're definitely going to introduce her reality warping powers. Right. Because they keep talking about how she is literally one of the strongest people in the MCU and that if Thanos didn't cheat she would have won the battle yeah. by the time they fought again and stuff like that. So I'm pumped for this. Know what I'm even more pumped for, though? Kat Dennings returning as Darcy. Yes! She is, she is hilarious in the Thor films. I'm so excited that she's back. I don't know what she's doing, but she's back, and it's great. I love that they put yeah. her here. Mm-hmm. Like, what an interesting choice to put her here on this show. Um, I mean, there's it's not. I mean, 
they could have put her on on another show we're about to talk about in a minute, but nope, they chose this one. Um, yeah, true. So true, Frank. I'm very, very interested in in that and what dynamics may come from that, who she's going to associate with, and everything else. I'm very excited. I agree. There's an adult Monica Rambo coming. We saw the child version of her in Captain Marvel. Randall Park is returning as Agent Wu. And Catherine Hahn is also in the cast. It looks like it's going to be taking a lot of inspiration from Tom King's Eisner Award-winning limited series Vision, which if you haven't read, would recommend. It is harrowing. I need to read that. I do need to read that before hey. before I watch this. I love Catherine Hahn. I'm really excited that mm-hmm. she's involved in this. Um, I hope we get to see her in an MCU movie at some point. Um, and Randall Park, like Randall Park is such a good sport. He is up for whatever. Like he has done TV. He has done movie. Like he was in an episode of the office. He was, uh, he was in like always be my maybe on Netflix earlier this year. Like, and then he's been in the MCU. He's been, he's been in so much. He's like run the gamut. He's, I think a very versatile actor and has like such a like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. Like, I love that attitude that he has. So I'm Me too. excited to see him in this because I think he's a very good actor. Plus, when somebody's like, do you want to be in the MCU? So everyone's like, yes, of yeah. course. But I'm saying yes, he's my... done movies and he's done television and he's like kind of bounced back and forth effortlessly. Um, yeah, so I'm, I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad that, that I, he's going to be in this. I wish more people knew his name. I feel like it's a lot of like, oh, it's that guy. You know, that's true. And it's so... unfortunate. But uh, but I, I agree. Yeah. Maybe one day. Uh, I've been told that this show is part sitcom, part 50 sitcom, like. This is the idyllic life and part action adventure. So it's going to be big. It's going to feel big, apparently, even though they say it's some sitcom stuff. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. I I like those two characters quite a bit. I find their relationship fascinating. Yes. Yes. Good. 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 Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Loki in the spring of 2021. Obviously, Tom Hiddleston is returning. Six episodes, all directed by Kate Herron. And it's Loki in time influencing different... uh, different events in history but it's a different timeline than the main timeline so is it safe to, is it not safe to say that this is what loki is doing when he takes the tesseract in endgame this is yes that's exactly what's happening okay, that's yeah what I so thought. The, this he disappears and now we see where what he ha- d- does after that so when when he makes that when he pops away um mm-hmm. with the tesseract this is where he goes this is these six episodes will show us where he goes and this is what i was that's referring right. to when i said you would think that um, Kat Dennings would be involved in a different show. You would think that she'd be in this one because this is more aligned to Thor, which is where she, her entry into the MCU um, comes in. But uh, mm-hmm. but they, they except, put her in WandaVision, it, so that's interesting. Except that except that every episode is supposed to take place in a different time period. Sure. So I don't know what she would do with him exactly, yeah, I guess. except be I guess. sounding board. Yeah, but his, his companion yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's an animated series coming in summer of 2021 called What If? Which is the in technically in canon, even though it's a what if story. So it's um, one episode per Marvel film. All the original actors are reprising their roles, and it's each episode is a what if Peggy Carter took the super ser- soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? What would happen? It feels you know, like they're taking. Captain, she becomes Captain Britain. It feels like they're taking each Marvel movie, and they are changing one like putting one big twist in each right so of the 22 whatever we're up to um films we're going to get like yeah like the what if the like almost like the how it should have ended type of thing 
um, but a bigger kind twist of. than that. Yeah. What if is a was a, was a Marvel series, series right? in the nineties? Yeah. yeah. I had a Spider Man one where it's uh, what if Peter got bit by a spider, but he just turned into a giant spider instead. Oh, right, 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 right. I think you told me about yeah. that one before. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I haven't. Th- I used to scare me. Actually, I didn't like reading it. It was gross. I could see creepy. That. Yeah, um, but Jeffrey Wright is playing the Watcher, which I think is pretty cool because that means he'll probably also play the Watcher in the Eternals or something. Oh, cool! You know, because if every if every Marvel character, if every actor is reprising their role for the animated series, and Jeffrey Wright is the only one that is a Marvel character but hasn't seen on the big screen before, yeah. Playing a character, it's, I would assume that he's going to play the Watcher in the Eternals. It's a connected universe. It, it, it seems like they'll do that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we knew Hawkeye is we knew Hawkeye is coming fall twenty twenty one. It's going to be about him training Kate Bishop. There wasn't really anything to say there, but they announced three new Disney Plus Marvel shows, and they are as follows: They are Miss Marvel TBA. Don't know when it's coming out. Camille Khan in Jersey City. Everyone loves a good Miss Marvel. Mm. She's hilarious. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm glad that she's debuting somewhere. Yeah. Do you think she'll get a film? I mean, do you think if this is successful, well, that she'll get a film out of it? I think I think they'll cross over. Yeah. I don't know if she'll get a film as so much as show up in okay. films. Fair, fair, if that, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think you'll uh, I don't think you'll see her do a TV show and then get a film that feels maybe a little bit more convoluted than it needs to be. Mm. You know, like, say, like, Hawkeye, Wanda, Vision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, they were all characters in Avengers movies or other characters' movies, and so now they have their own shows. I feel it's more like that. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, Moon Knight, TBA. Uh, Don't know who's in it, but everyone wanted a Netflix, everyone wanted a Marvel Netflix Moon Knight show, and now we're getting a Disney Plus Moon Knight show. I don't know if that's the same thing, but I'm excited because Moon Knight is a cool character. Agreed. I'm I'm actually kind of excited for this. We don't know much, but the fact that it exists is actually kind of cool. Yeah, Disney um said that there will be no R-rated content on their streaming service. So, it can be ex- it is definitely expected that Moon Knight will not be as violent as or as sexual as the Marvel Netflix shows. Okay. Okay. It might push the boundary of uh-huh. that style, but I it won't it, it's not going to, don't expect Daredevil. Yep. I think that's yep. the kind of the marker there. And then finally She-Hulk is getting her own show, Jennifer Walters, great character, it's so great. Everyone read Charles Soule's run on the character, it's so good. It's great. It's awesome. She's a lawyer and a superhero, but she's not blind. It's different than Daredevil, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it's different, I promise. She's, I think she's actually a district attorney. Well, okay. Uh, Still yeah. a lawyer. But Kevin, Feige, Kevin Feige said that you could probably expect a Bruce and Hulk appearance. Cool. Smart Hulk. Cool. So more... Um, Mark Ruffalo, I assume, would, rep- would reprise Ruffalo. that role if it happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. For, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited. I mean, She-Hulk is one of those characters that... I'm not super familiar with, but I feel like has a lot of. I almost feel like She-Hulk has a sort of Supergirl allure to her, where people like the 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 male character that came first, Superman or Hulk in this case, 
Um, but there is a lot to love about Supergirl or She-Hulk that gets ignored because they came second and, frankly, because they're a woman. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel yep. like that's unfair and that giving She-Hulk this sort of spotlight... And, and in some ways, it's better than a feature film because... You're going to have. I mean, we, we don't know how we don't know how many episodes this will be exactly, but most of these others seem to be at least six episodes, sometimes more. Um, so you'll get at least six hours of getting to know Jennifer Walters. Um, yep, you get three movies worth of Jennifer Walters right out the gate, at least. So I, I love that. I love that we're going to get that. I do too, and I, Lord knows how long it's going to take to get there, but. I'm I'm willing to wait around. I'm willing to wait around, Frank. I yeah. mean, I got nothing but I got nothing but time as as I know it right now. Right, right, and it's also it's worth mentioning. I'm not sure if we said this or not, but it's worth mentioning that all of these Disney Plus shows, and I assume this goes for all the the um, non Marvel, non non Star Wars stuff too. They're releasing on a week to week schedule, not a dump the whole season all at once binge it schedule. Yeah. Which I I like and I don't like. Yeah. I love that I could binge if I had the time. But I so rarely have the time, so the pressure's off. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't have to watch something nerdy in a weekend. I'm like, sorry, everyone, I can't do stuff. I got to watch this show because Frank and I are talking about it on Monday. I you used know? to have that much time. I don't have, pardon me, uh, the wine is, is very good. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't have that much time anymore. Um you know, it used to be like these shows drop on a Friday and then, yeah, we would binge the whole thing over the weekend and try to talk about it Monday. And I've always struggled with it. And, and now I t- it's just it's it's impossible for me to do. So um, it's kind of nice that it'll be at a pace that like, all right, great. Six episodes, six weeks. I can watch it when I have time and uh, I- I'll feel better about that for sure. Me too. Me too. Frank, let's talk about Star Wars, because let me guess. You like Star Wars. <laughs> well, let me I tell you that something. Reference. I uh, like Star Wars too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it. All right. First, I'm going to talk about non-stuff before we get to stuff. How's yes, that? That sounds good. Let's leave the stuff for the end. Exactly. Non-stuff. I mean, it's all stuff, but you know, I'm going to stop saying stuff. Stuff. Clone Wars Season 6, premiering February 2020. It's 12 episodes. I should probably watch the rest of it because... Yeah, I need to watch Season 5. Um, I need to watch Seasons 2, 3, 4, oh, and 5. Oh, you have so much fun ahead of you. Oh, oh, you're going to have such a good time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I don't... I I didn't love it, honestly. It's like... it's It's not... It's not for us. It's for kids. It is for kids. And so I had a hard time but, getting into it. But it it is for kids, but there is... Okay, here's... Do you care about the EU at all? Yeah, I love the EU. Okay, then mm-hmm. I'm actually a little surprised you're not more into this. The same way that you're probably... People are surprised, like, wait, you don't like Game of Thrones? You don't like Lord of the Rings? Like, about me? Um, I, 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 I probably... Sort of. Sort of. I, I, yes and no. I yes think no. it's kind of... It's, it's more the equivalent of... I don't know, like watching Superman movies, but not 
caring about a Superman yeah. television show. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but like the fact that you like the EU, these are EU stories essentially. These are filling in gaps in between what happened between you know episodes two and three. Oh yeah, I know. I watched the first season I, I, and I, I, a good chunk of the second sure. one. I, I, sorry, I know you know the premise. I'm not. I'm not. I don't mean to say that you don't. Know oh, the I thought I thought you were telling me the premise. I was like, no, I don't no, think no. I watched some. But it's yeah. more of like little character moments and little like there are lots of little things that are like that's why Anakin is the way he is. Like there's a lot of those little things. The thing that I will criticize the show about is that sh- the episodes are not necessarily in order. Um, there are a lot. Oh, that's interesting. It jumps around in the timeline a lot. So there is actually like a, call it a machete order. You can you can look it up online. There's an order where you can watch it in chronological order. But it's not it's not told. If you watch this series like seasons two through well, no, one through five, um, you're not watching it in the order these things happen. Some of these things take place before one another, and it's a little disorienting in that way. Um, I'm not sure why they did it that way. It is odd. It is odd. Could have just been like what episode was done before another one, depending on what animation studio was going at the time. I don't know. They do little arcs. So, so, you know, it's really, it's more like a comic book, really. I say it to you, but it's really more like a comic book where there's little arcs of like, here's three episodes that tell this mini story, and here's three episodes that tell this story. So it in that sense it's more like a comic book. Um and and I guess it's sort of like if it's like an anthology comic where like it's just different stories from this era and it doesn't matter what order they're in, but it kind of matters what order they're you in. Know, all of that is fine. To me, it feels like one long filler episode. I, I think get that. that's I get that. Because that's kind of where that's where I kind of get hung up on. I'm like, well, I already know the end result. I've seen Revenge of the Sith. Totally. So I know where everything's headed already. It's not a surprise, and I already know why Anakin is the way that he is and stuff like that. And so I... I get that. Yeah. I get I that. I, I'm I'm not a total Clone Wars apologist, but I have listened to enough Rebel Force radio and I heard them talk about how much they love the Clone Wars, that some of that has rubbed off on me where I've gained an appreciation for it. Um through their maybe love I of listen it. To some Rebel Force maybe I should listen to some Rebel Force radio. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should. Um uh so so yeah, that's that would be uh I, I I look forward to this. I need to I do need to watch season five. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. I think it's been taken off. It has but... been taken off because it's gonna be on Disney right. Plus. Okay, I so, so I guess and I know it's gonna be in there the November launch, so I could ha- I do have from like November to February to catch up if I really want to. Maybe I'll just watch the important ones and skip some of the ones. I get bogged down with the uh, trooper episodes. Those are the ones that always those are the ones that always like I could just whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and you know, I like a Jedi. I don't care about the clone troopers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I'm going to keep moving. The Cassian Andor show, the Rogue One prequel show, is going to begin filming in 2020, and Alan Tudyk is back as K2SO. They were, there was a picture of um, uh, oh my goodness, who plays Cassian? Uh oh, oh. goodness. Um. I will use my one lookup so you can keep going. Thank you. Thank you. There's a picture of the two of them hugging it out, and someone said, like, I Diego Luna. So, didn't use my lookup. Diego didn't Luna. use my lookup. Oh, good for Diego you. Luna. Yay. Thank you, Diego Luna. And um, uh, Helen, too, says, uh, Cassian said I had to, you know, or something <laughs> right, like right, that. Right, right, right. That's right. Yes, great. yes, yes, yes. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't think that... Um those characters would have life outside of that film because they were so isolated in Rogue One. So I'm pumped to see, 
I'm really pumped to see a Cassian and K2SO show because I was really sad at the end of Rogue One. And yeah. I want to see more. I, I like more, rebellion I more stuff of... more than resistance stuff, so I mm. like give me some rebellion stuff. Yeah, mm. me too. I like rebellion stuff more for sure. I, I'm that era is like you know we grew up with that stuff, right? Like that's, that's right. That's the era that we know, and and I you know I feel more tied to that because it feels tied to Episode Four. Um, so I I I I I love that stuff. I love K two S O. I love I love Cassian. Would love to explore that more. So I'm really excited we're getting it. Speaking of things where tied to Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor is back. He's doing a series, and I'm, I can't, I'm more excited about this than most films. I have something to say I, about that. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> that was Very the redacted good. version, the, the abridged version. Oh, where, where's, the R2, where's the R2-D2? <laughs> there it is. Thank you. I assume you put it in right there. <laughs> well, now I have to. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, for that. I'm just I'm just responding to what I assume you would put in. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Ewan is back. Apparently, he's been back for years. I saw an interview with him, and he was like, "It feels good not to lie now." Like, because he's like, "I've been lying for years." Well, see, oh, so that's interesting. I, that's interesting because mm-hmm. I had heard something with him an interview from a couple of years ago where they asked him, would you come back if they wanted you to? And he was like, well, I'm not sure I can really talk about this. So that which would support what you're saying. But then I did hear something that like b- leading up to D23, they were still trying to like finalize his contract and sign. So maybe he like had a handshake agreement, but he hadn't agreed on like the pay or whatever, you know, it, it could have been, it maybe it also, maybe it really was oscillating between it was going to be a movie. It was going to be a, this, it was going to be a, this, it was going to be, you know, and it, like nobody was truly sure it was that, but there was a handshake agreement. Like he's coming back. We just don't know the Avenue that he's coming. Yeah. Back the yet. specifics of it and all that. And, you know, and truly, you know, people wanted a movie. I get, now we get hours of him. Hours. So, so exciting. I'm, I, I'm I'm thrilled. It is in the same era as Solo, so it's ten years before New Hope. Ten years um, before. Okay. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's so that's you know Luke is um, ten. You Luke know is about ten. By this point, he should kind of look a little bit like Alec Guinness. I hope so. Right. It's ten years, but like the desert does stuff. But my God, I mean, yeah. if it's only so, he's basically years, been on. He's basically been on Tatooine for ten already. He's been on Tatooine for ten. If it's only if it's only twenty years between the end of Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of A New Hope, you know this is the the midpoint of that. Also, thinking about it, he aged really poorly, really quickly. Well, um, well, I think I I assume that Obi Wan is supposed to be just about in his forties in Revenge of the Sith, sure. and he's supposed to just be about in his sixties. And you know what I mean? That's just kind of how I've always played it out. But Jedi usually look great. You know, the force and stuff, it really mellows them out. It, it helps them. It does. It does. I mean, Luke aged better than Obi-Wan in in 30 years versus 20. That's true, but he wasn't on a desert planet the whole time. Yeah, the sand and the true. sun and stuff, it does stuff to you. And also, maybe he just aged poorly. It happens to people. Or maybe they're two different actors and we should all shut up. Who's to say? <laughs> Could be. Um, who knows? Who knows? Frank, the Mandalorian released a they released a trailer i assume it was the same one that they released at comic-con um because i didn't see the internet making t- 
ton of noise. You know, like, oh my god, this is brand new footage or anything like that. So I think some people had already seen it. Mandalorian's coming out November 12th. What do you think? What did you think of the trailer? I'm super excited for the Mandalorian, more than I expected oh. to be, because I have never, you know, the whole sort of cult following of Boba of, Fett, of Boba Fett, uh, never really, you know, like when we were kids, even, you know, did you feel like there were kids who were really into Boba Fett, right? Oh yes, one of my best friends was super into Boba Fett, and I was always sort of like, I don't get it. We don't know anything about him. He's in two of the movies for like five minutes. I don't get it. Um, I never. He also I never goes really out like it. a chump. And he goes he out goes like a out chump. like chump. Mm-hmm. He goes out like a chump. That's right. But I actually like Django more than Boba. Well, because you Django saw more of him, more... you know more about him. You have I, more of a, of a I agree. I background think... on him. And also, he fights Obi Wan, and that's super cool. You actually don't really see Boba do much of anything, and so. If anything, I'm excited to be excited about a Mandalorian bounty hunter. If if bingo, you know, if you follow me there, bingo. That's where I'm going. That's exactly where I was going. So I never really got the the, the the boba thing, but this feels like okay. I feel like I will actually understand why this guy is cool. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, it looks really good. It looks really damn good. It looks like a Star Wars western. Yeah, it looks like Tombstone or Unforgiven mm. or Slow West or All Quiet on the West. No, All Quiet on the West Front is World War One. No, yeah, no, oh. not that one. But it yeah, does no. look like like a Clint Eastwood movie, you know, like yeah, an old Clint um, Eastwood movie. Yeah, Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. and you know, good for a few dollars movie. more. Lo- looks like a spaghetti western. A sp- yes, a western or what? A sp- spaghetti. A western spaghetti. Um, I think that. Uh, it was odd that you never hear him speak. Is that I that would that always tips my brain? I was like, why, why, why doesn't he say anything? Feels like a choice, right? Feels like a choice. It's a choice. Like, is it is it your choice because you don't like the way he speaks, or you want us to think he's mysterious? Because it could think, go either way. I think it's they, that they want to hold that back. I think they want to keep that mysterious. I think. I think that they have they have their reasons for it, and they want to just, just pull the punch a little bit, you know, hold it back and and let the impact come when when they want it to come. Mm-hmm. I loved watching IG eighty eight fight, even just for a little bit, because you understand like why this like scrawny twig of a rope of a droid can be an effective bounty hunter. Oh yeah, just for a second, I thought that was really that was really cool, and like, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, um, it's gonna be fun. But Frank. I'm excited about that stuff, but I'm not as excited about the Mandalorian the way I'm excited about Rise of the Skywalker because we got some cool tidbits at D23. First up, they had all the Stormtrooper outfits in a row that were going to be in in Rise of Skywalker. And one of them had jetpacks, which is pretty cool. So we're going to have some Stormtroopers with some jetpacks. And another one, I think we saw in some promotional art or a trailer or something. I can't remember. Remember, there was that leaked trailer uh, a while ago, uh, and it was a kind of low res, and everyone was like, oh, wow, yeah, it's low res, but it's probably real. And they haven't released that trailer out technically, but those Red Stormtroopers are real, so that trailer was probably legit. Oh, yeah. Um, Red Stormtroopers, they're called Sith Troopers. And they are, quote, an elite group of stormtroopers that draw inspiration from a dark and evil legacy. I don't know what that's about, but that sounds cool. That sounds really cool. I wonder if the Sith troopers are actually the Knights of Ren. 
Ooh. Oh, see, here I was going to make a snarky joke and you dropped something really interesting on me. Now I, ooh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Or they could be Palpatine's personal guard. Could be. Ooh, he could have been like, be. by other guards, let me die. Um, right. Maybe I'll go right. with these guys instead. See, I was going to say, they're an elite squad of stormtroopers who have aim. Oh, see, that's also <laughs> where the disc comes in. I like that. Oh, man, they don't. Uh, they they just don't have aim. It's it's great. Uh, Carrie Fisher is, um, we've heard this a few times before, Carrie Fisher has a substantial role in the film, was the words that they use, substantial. They They had truly enough footage from Force Awakens and um, Last Jedi to craft an actual story that involves her. And she is, quote, the heart of the movie. I was wondering this. Do you think that they... They said they didn't CGI her, but I bet you they changed her clothes. Why her clothes specifically? Because because, um, if they need her dialogue from one scene in, say, The Force Awakens to match the dialogue she says in The Last Jedi for her next line, she would obviously be wearing two different outfits. So if they CGI'd her clothes to be something new, they could create a seamless... Um, they could create a seamless Leia without actually making a CG Carrie Fisher. Okay. They would just change what she's wearing mm. to make it all match. Interesting. Okay, I see that. Yeah, because the like the let's say so the outfit that we we see her in in the footage that's been released, she's in the jungle. She's never been in the jungle. That outfit is totally new with two movies we've never seen her in it before. I don't think that outfit's real. Mm. That's what I mean. Because she only wears. One, she only wears the like the vest in all of the Force Awakens. Sure, that's the only thing. You know, so I really, really think that like they, this is their part of the way of getting her to be in different parts of the movie is to literally give her computer generated clothing, which is really smart. It's really smart. Yeah, I love it. Um, Carrie Russell's character, whose name I cannot remember though, I think they released it, is quote old friends with Poe, and he is not happy to see her. So, question for you, is Poe Ray's father? Because Carrie Russell's definitely Ray's mom. I don't have a question about this at all. If I mean, Poe... that hasn't been released, but she definitely is. Poe isn't old enough to be Ray's father. Yes, he is. He's in his 40s. She's in her 20s. Easy. I don't know. I'm not sold on that. I'm not sold. I'm sold on the Carrie Russell piece. I'm, I'm sold on that. But I'm not sold on I'm not sold on on Poe. I I don't it, have you seen his 40s? Yeah, well hold on. I'll this Even is my, if he's in his 40s, she's not 20. Okay, hold on. Or is I'm going to do this for I real. Mean, I mean, Oscar really, I mean, Isaac. I Oscar Isaac is 40 years old. Okay. Hello. Okay, but well, that doesn't mean Poe is. Yeah, that's right. He could be older. That's right. He could be younger. Even McGregor Ewan McGregor is playing an old or Obi-Wan in the Kenobi series. Yeah, but people like, re- people in their 20s regularly play people in high school. So, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, just because he's 40 doesn't mean he's playing a 40-year-old. He's playing a 35-year-old or 30-year-old. No, that's, no, you're absolutely right, but he could be playing somebody older than that. Or they were young and they were kids, and that's why she got left on the on Jakku, you, yeah. know? I, I, you know? I, 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 Carrie Russell, I am on board with that. I am not totally sold on the Poe thing. And, again, if you are, if, if I am wrong... If I am wrong, I will admit it publicly on the show, a thing I hate doing. But <laughs> um but I just don't I don't I'm not getting the vibe. You know, I'm not saying I actually want it to be that way. Okay. because I, I, I honestly don't, but that kind of feel like that like 
he's their quote old friends and he is not happy to see her so i just like maybe she was pregnant and ran away and so he doesn't have any knowledge of her or something like that you know what i mean like it's all new and whatever else i don't have answers i just have questions but carrie russell's 43 i looked it up and so like they are i don't know how old daisy ridley is um and you're right. They don't have to be their real ages, like because that's not how that's not how Hollywood works at all. But they if they could be in the same. And Daisy Ridley's 27. Okay, that's she about what I figured. That. Yeah. Um. Even at 40, he's not old enough to be her her dad. Just saying. No, you're right. But I'm just. But I'm also saying that. I mean, she if she's 27 and Carrie Russell's 43, she's really not old enough to be her mom either. Correct. And you're on board for that, though. Well, yeah. 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 No. Double well, standards, I'm no Frank. longer on board with it. Yeah. Now that you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talked me right out of that one. I don't know. That just seems... I wouldn't think... That wouldn't occur to me except for the language that they used. Oh, okay. And so that's... Okay. You know, I I wouldn't... Poe being her dad is something that never entered my mind in two films and speculation and talking about it. Literally nothing. Right. And, and so it's just the old friends and he's not happy to see her and the speculation that Carrie Russell is her mom like already like that all makes sense to me but who's who who's to say who's truly to say who can say who can say anyway Frank there was a new poster that was released uh it's pretty spiffy you showed me something online that it actually mirrors the Return of the Jedi but one of the Return of the Jedi posters some well, uh, so, so a fan made some fan art that that makes the Rise of Skywalker poster look more like the Return of the Jedi poster. The the, the Revenge of the Jedi poster. Um right. The original Revenge mm-hmm. of the Jedi poster. So so someone took took the existing Rise of Skywalker poster and tweaked it a bit. Um tweaked the 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 art style and added some text overlays and stuff and made it look much much more like a Revenge of the Jedi poster. I will put that in the show notes because I am a good podcaster and know what I'm doing. Um, by the way, you can find the show notes at BeerWithGeeks.com. I, we don't say that very often, but if you're using an app that doesn't give you the links to the show notes, like I know Apple Podcasts just gives you a the, mess of just text, um, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize for the longest time because I don't use Apple Podcasts. I use Overcast on the iPhone. Um, if you go to BeerWithGeeks.com and find this episode, um, the show notes will be there with links that are actually accessible and intelligible so just saying um i'll throw that in there but um yeah it's a beautiful looking poster it, the original poster is beautiful and then that, that fan version of it is, is great too i'm i'm very into the poster i like it a lot i like it a whole lot the, I, I i saw some speculation online that the head of emperor palpatine um the head of emperor palpatine might actually be um, a hot toy used as the model, like a one of those super detailed ac- um, dolls, the action figures. It's like it, some like I'm not sure where the speculation came from, but I guess like the facial structure matches the hot toy more than it matches Ian McDermott's face. Oh, I'm not sure how true that is. Okay, nor do I. Re- nor do I really want to believe That's it. It's interesting, but... though. Yeah. Huh. Oh man, I love it though. I'm actually just zoomed in. Ooh, man, that's nice. I'm actually gonna take a screenshot of that. <laughs> I will send it to you. 
I just zoomed in on the poster, just the Kylo and Ray, um, just the Kylo and Ray image, and that alone is beautiful. So cool. It's just, it's so cool. I wasn't totally up on the poster. The, I wasn't totally up on the poster the first time that I saw it. Oh really? It, it didn't look like. No, it looks oh, very yeah anti other Star Wars images, and so it um. It, it threw me, but I I've really I've grown to it. So uh, it, it you know what it is? It looks cr- like I made this on a computer. You know, it does. It does. Look, here's the thing about uh, so um, we're going long already. So I'm just gonna go on a bit of a tangent here. The marketing for Rise of Skywalker looks very much looks very inspired by the Marvel strategy, um, in a couple of ways. In a couple of ways. This poster looks more like a Marvel poster in the sense mm-hmm. that you have the villain's face looming over it and then the, and then the, the other characters in the foreground in, in action, right? Think of Endgame where you had that poster with um, with Thanos up in the background. Um, so that feels more to me like a Marvel-style poster. And then, and this is sort of a transition into the teaser the teaser that we got for Rise of Skywalker really, extremely was like paint by num, and I don't mean that in a negative way, in a pejorative sense. I mean, paint by numbers, the same um, formula that they used for the Endgame teaser, where you had shots from throughout the franchise leading up to the last thirty seconds or so, maybe the last minute of the teaser being new footage from this film. I really feel like Marvel has found us. Uh, I'm sorry, Disney has found a sweet spot with the Marvel stuff, which they've been where they've been churning out dozens and dozens and dozens of movies. They found a sweet spot with the marketing there, and they're now applying that formula to another franchise, Star Wars, that they own. And um, it feels very like okay, this has worked. We're going to apply this across the board. I feel like that's smart in one sense, um, and 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 it like makes a ton of sense, and I'm excited for what it, it gets me hyped. It gets me very, very, very hyped because it works. Um, yeah, I, I kind of in another sense, I feel like Star Wars is its own thing and almost deserves its own uh, has its own traditions and its own uh, way of doing things. But Disney Disney knows what they're doing, um, and I'm just very, very excited for this movie. This, in some ways, yes, it has its own way of doing things, but this is the wrap-up to the Skywalker saga. So, like, like, like going, um, kind of pulling hardcore from uh, the legacy of Star Wars, I think is an important part of the film leading up to leading up to this moment. But Disney also wants you to be like, hey, remember Star Wars? Remember yeah. The, the good ones? Hey, look, we even threw some prequel stuff in here. Remember that? Because, like, you liked prequels, actually. Don't think that you didn't, because you did, because it's Star Wars, and we bought it for a lot of money, so like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, none of that is false. Um, the None of that is false. I, I mean, I, um, I, I, I just ultimately, I think that they know what they're doing. I think that they know what they're yeah. doing. And um, who, am I to question, who am I to question uh, the mouse? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Frank, let's talk about the scissor reel that they released uh, this morning. Yes, actually. please. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Frank, let's talk about, one, the gang is, well, it's all Star Wars stuff before. Let's just talk about the Rise of, the Sky, Rise of Skywalker stuff. 
Um, because like, hey, look, it's you know Star Wars. Um, gang is all together. They're in some city civilization thingy in the desert. It's definitely the same planet where Kylo and Rey fight, where she jumps over his ship, and Finn and Poe are on the skiff. Um, and I'm excited. Who's to say? It's definitely not Jakku, and it's definitely not Tatooine. Mm-mm. I'm. They had. It's a new desert planet yep. because we love our desert planets in Star Wars. Now there are three of them. Now there are three of them. Um, oh. yeah, that's a thing. We should not have made the sequel. Uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah. So we've got we've got the desert planet uh, yet to be named. Um, I think they did name it. I actually can't remember the name. It's though. not Batu, I'm pretty sure they. It? I'm pretty sure. What is it? Batu. Maybe that sounds vaguely familiar. Well, Batu is the planet that Galaxy's Edge is supposed to be. Oh, then I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, General Organa in the jungle. Already talked about her CGI clothing. Who's to say if it's real? We get a bunch of ships. We get some um, resistance ships, fleets of ships, and then you get and then you get the first order ships, and there's like quadruple the amount of star destroyers to the resistance ships. I mean, which I more star destroyers than we've ever seen combined are all in one shot. Oh, I know. Something it's been brewing. Palpatine's brewing the something, and I like it. And you uh, said Palpatine. The other thing is, someone on Twitter pointed out that those are not. So I I, I can't tell the difference, but those are not um, first order star destroyers. Those are imperial star destroyers. Really? That's what that's what Twitter is saying. Again, I don't know the difference. I don't. I from at a glance, and and certainly not in in silhouette. I can't tell. Um, Okay. What makes Here's, them what? But um, those are apparently uh, Imperial Star Destroyers. Okay. That lends a, a strong theory that I've had and I've talked about on this show before, but Palpatine definitely had clones in the Outer Rim. No question. Clones are a part of Star Wars. See Attack of the Clones. Also, the Clone Wars. Yes. So, he definitely had clones himself in the Outer Rim. Snoke supposedly came from the Outer Rim. Out of nowhere, and he's like, "I know dark side stuff. Everyone, let's do some first order stuff." Hmm. And everyone was like, "Cool, let's do that." So Snoke, more than likely, a failed clone of Palpatine, doing his thing, or maybe a workable enough clone of Palpatine until the good one was all juiced and ready sure. to go. Sure. So while Snoke was doing that stuff, um, the the Empire was reforming itself in the Outer Rim where it was uncharted and nobody knows what's happening. Okay. And so all of those Imperial Star Destroyers are preparing for war for 20 years or 30 years or whatever out there in the Outer Rim, and that's why they're older. That's why they're older versions. I like it. I buy it. Yeah. That 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 holds water to me. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm going with. I mean, I could I could be completely wrong, but that's kind of all the facts or like tidbits have kind of pointed their way Evans pointed its way there in some capacity so we'll see we'll see c3po allegedly or at least a protocol droid has some red eyes i am i want it to be triple zero we're so both bad. thinking the same thing right he smoked too much weed and now his eyes are oh oh. oh 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 different okay okay yeah that works too yeah yeah that's good that's good yeah. i saw it. that's funny hilarious yeah. hilarious joke joke we make a lot of those on beer with geek <laughs> <laughs> 
Frank, so a show about alcohol, not a joke about, oh, not about drugs. Yeah. Triple <laughs> um, Zero is a protocol droid from the comics that's like evil C-3PO. Yeah, where Dr. He Afra's B, Dr. Afra's, she has a R2 unit and, and a protocol droid, and they're basically the evil R2-D2 and C-3PO where they like torturing and maiming people, and they're great. And I <laughs> really hope that C-3PO is actually Triple Zero, and Triple Zero somehow made his way into the last Star Wars movie now, in the Skywalker saga. I want to raise something we talked about quite a while ago, probably when that for the last teaser, last teaser trailer came out for for uh, I guess back uh, celebration, back at Star Wars celebration. Um, there was a theory going around the internet that three PO will be imprinted with some other droids personality. At the the theory I was seeing was that maybe it was R two D two, but it it. It wasn't clear. It could be another droid. So if he has the red eyes um, and we saw him carrying Chewie's bowcaster, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to think I'm that maybe s- there's something to that. Maybe it's not uh, R2-D2 yep. that he's imprinted with, but maybe it's another droid's memory who has been dumped into his. Yep, I agree. And I, I honest to goodness, with this red eyes, think it's triple zero. I, I think it might be. Yeah, I because, I mean, triple zero requires... No backstory for you to be like, oh, I have to learn about this character. It's just a murderous protocol droid. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And, and, wow, what? Like, it's not really a deep cut, but it's like, it's a comic book cut. Yeah. And, like, pulling from a Star Wars comic is is a bigger deal than it sounds like. Because normally the comics have really no, no relation on the films whatsoever. You know, like, they just. They make the comics and the film comes out. I'm like, oh my god, they changed something. We have to retcon this and this and this because we wrote this. That's right. how Star Wars comics works. But there's maybe there's some synergy happening here, and I I sure does heck hope so. Anyway, we're really long, so I'm gonna keep going. Um, there's a big red beam from the sky, a smaller Death Star, perhaps. It better not be. I have no idea what's happening. If it's a smaller yeah. Death Star, is it like a a just like it's just a ship. Third it's degree become... burn star. Like what? Ooh, what... <laughs> yeah. It's a third degree burn star. It's a um, it's a concussion star. Get you get knocked out, but you'll be fine. Just don't look at bright screens for a while. I guess so. But, Ray, but what comes no, next is Ray throws her lightsaber at one of those remotes that like Luke was using on the mm-hmm. on, on board the Falcon and chops down a tree in the process. Yep. And uh, and it comes back to her. She's. I think that's pretty close to the beginning of the film. I, because I think it's, so. It's the jungle, and I think it's the jungle, and you see Leia in that same jungle, and then you see them hug in the original teaser trailer they released, and so I, that's all the same scene. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, Ray and Kylo fighting on the remnants of the second Death Star. Pretty cool. Very cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I mean, we assume it's the second Death Star because the first one really... yeah disintegrated right so. right yeah yeah so so yeah that's really cool I mean, based on what we saw in again in, in th- at the end of the previous teaser like it's in the ocean and all that it's got to be it's got to be the remnants of that death star mm-hmm. absolutely um we hear palpatine say your journey nears its end and then we hear darth vader breathing yeah which i'm not seeing a lot of talk about on the internet and i don't I know. know why i know right and like that seems very significant to me and it's not just Darth Vader breathing. It's a whole bunch of other assorted, hard-to-pick-out sounds. The, yes. A, collo- a sound collage that, that culminates with Darth Vader breathing. 
and then really culminates with a, a visual. Well, so here's here's my second theory. Here's my second theory. So because it goes into this this last visual that I, I certainly can talk about. Um, the beginning of the talking, the or the narration, the uh, voiceover in the in the scissor reel is Luke from the trailer saying, "A thousand generations live in you now." But then this one switches to Palpatine saying, your journey nears its ends, Invader, breathing with a bunch of other sounds. And then it's Ray wearing dark robes with a double-bladed lightsaber. So what if it's a thousand generations of Jedi and Sith living mm. inside of her? Mm, mm, mm. You know, a thousand generations of Force users. Of Force users live inside her, right? Mm. And that, And she's like, she is literally the balance. She is both of them. Well, I do think, I do think that she is bringing balance to the Force. I, mm-hmm. it's tough for me because like I've always felt that like Anakin is the chosen one, and he yes. brings balance to the Force through his son. That's correct. Mm-hmm. But this would amend that, and it would make you think that maybe Ray is the chosen one, and she's bringing balance to the Force because she is going to uh, 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 propagate a a whole new generation of Force users who are according to the very popular fan theory that you were the first person I heard say this, that they're going to be called the Skywalkers. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's hard, it's hard for me because I'm like, but I think really, really think Anakin is, and it kind of should be uh, the chosen one, but this would change that. Well, the prophecy misread could have been Uh, right. You know, right. right. Like George Lucas, like literally built in and out. That's true. There's an escape hatch right there. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it might not, yeah, who I don't I don't know, but I, I don't know. think the ray like with the double-bladed lightsaber which is super cool the way it <sighs> folds out and stuff like really nifty. Apparently was on Rebels first that style yes, lightsaber. Yes, I saw that. I did see that. I I didn't watch much of Rebels. I watched most of season 1. I'm not even sure if I finished season 1 to be honest. I I felt for kids, about Rebels for us. The way you felt about Clone Wars, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um I see, I see the in- enjoyment factor of it, but it, it, it just, it's not for me, and I, I did jump off the train. Um, Emma, I, it's hard to tell if this lightsaber is, is it like Kylo's? Yeah, it is like Kylo's, where it's like fiery, spitty. It, it, it's jagged. Yeah, mm-hmm. jagged, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a jagged lightsaber. That's, I can't remember who said it, but this was a while ago. This was Force Awakens, where somebody was like, oh, why is the red lightsaber different? And someone was like, because computer-generated effects are better now, and it looks cooler. You know whose idea that was? Hmm. Was it you? I wish. Um, it was Johnny Ive, the guy who designs all of Apple's products. Really? The guy, like the, the Apple's like chief, chief design yeah. officer or whatever. Like he he's designed every Mac, every iPhone, every iPad for the last twenty plus years. He talked to J.J. Abrams before The Force Awakens and was like, "I feel like they should be more like fiery and less lasery." And J.J. took him up on it and made Kylo's lightsaber that way. Right, because in continuity, his kyber crystal is cracked, yes. which is why it yes. which, why it crackles and stuff. Which I mean, maybe hers is cracked, and like maybe, but or maybe it's a dream. But she's never seen a red lightsaber that doesn't crackle like that. So in her brain, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So that's you raise an interesting point there. Like everyone's trying to figure out what is happening with Dark Ray here, right? Hashtag mm-hmm. Dark Ray was trending all day when this was released. So is it that it's a, is it is it, first of all, is it really happening? Is it a dream sequence of some kind, right? Like we're like kind of like the the force back sequence that she had in, in Force Awakens where she was seeing all these events from the Star Wars saga. 
is it a Luke in the cave type of scenario? Um, is it something where she turns dark for part of the film and then bounces back and, and, and comes back towards the light? We did see uh, Luke say to her, like, you know, how scared he was because he never saw someone embrace the dark that easily and that quickly without hesitation and, and you know, how, how he couldn't train her because of this. Um there are supporting reasons and there is um, evidence on kind of for every theory that you have, uh, which makes it interesting to me. Mm. I don't know. I I truly think it's a Luke in the cave thing. I don't I, think I'm leaning real. towards that, especially since we know this is the last one that she's going to be in and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Well, hold, it doesn't. Feel, well, they say, but. They say it doesn't. They, it, yeah, they say, but it I don't believe that this is the end of the Skywalker saga. I don't believe I, but this is the end of these new characters for sure. I, I feel think like in it's five the to end ten of years sky. in five to ten years. I think we will see another trilogy that has Ray and Finn and Poe in it again. But I think I think that is the end of the Skywalker family saga as my theory yeah. goes. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe so probably. But maybe this not. is well. There's no more. There's no more of them. They're dead. You know what I mean. So yeah. like, unless it's unless Ray is one, but she probably isn't. But if she, maybe she is. Um, but I, if there are no more Skywalkers, there literally can't be any more of the family story. There isn't a family left to tell their story. Except that Luke is gonna be a Force ghost, and we all know it. Yes, but that doesn't. But he's not gonna have a character. Like arc as a force ghost, I guess. You know, for I, a, I, in that sense, yes, I guess you're. I, I suppose you're right. Um, yes, but he's dead. There's nowhere to go. There's no. Um, there's no drama anymore. Except know. if they're called the Skywalkers, then like okay, but yeah, right. But, but no, 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 no. But that's but that's not. The, but that, that, that's not the end of the Skywalkers. That's the end of the Skywalker family. Okay, okay, saga. okay, okay, okay. That's okay. fair. That's fair, why fair. I said. That's why I was very specific when you're I right. said family. You did say that. You're, you did. Yeah. Cut, Frank. Put your bottle of wine down. Use a I, glass, for God's sakes. I've had, I've yeah. had too much wine. And I had glass, one glass. <laughs> my glass is empty, um, which means it's time for me to go home. Well, I am home. Great. Um, any other? I think it's time to wrap up. I think it's time to wrap. We are well over time yeah. here. We have given yeah. the people plenty, plenty of Beer with Geeks content for this week. In fact, they're probably tired of us. So if you want us to shut up. I'm tired um, of me. I'm tired of me. If you want us to shut up, you're going to have to pay us to shut up at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And the sooner you give us money, the sooner we will shut up. Um, for as little as a dollar, you can shut us up and get early access to episodes of this show and Academy Rewind and Read Up and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com. It's where you'll find the show notes with links to fun things that we've been talking about. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on all the places podcasts are found. You'll find this one as well as all the other Thought Bubble audio shows. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter at beerwithgeeks. And uh, you can uh, rate and review us any old time. And we would really love it if you did because it would, it would mean a lot to us. It would really mean a whole lot to us. So please do that at your earliest convenience. Indeed. Indeed. I like all the things you just said. So, mm -hmm. Frank, I look forward to talking to you about more things, mostly Star Wars. Yeah. But other things as well. Other so, stuff too, I guess. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>